Pastor Monty here. This morning's message, Victim or Victor, focuses on the importance of those that are disciples of Christ, understanding that we as Christians are victors and that we should live as one who is a victor. Hope you enjoy the message, encourage you to listen to it, uh, and be strengthened in your walk with Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate Easter, or better put, Resurrection Sunday. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 57, this. Now, for those of you who follow my podcast, you know I'm having issues. So I'm going to hold this up close because my large print Bible hasn't come yet. Oh, Lord, help Pastor Monty get through this reading. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not sleep, but we shall all be changed. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed. For this corruptible must be put on incorruption and this mortal must be put on immortality. So that when the corruptible is put on the incorruptible and the mortal is put on immortality, then we shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is followed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? For the victory of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning... As the Apostle Paul dwelt with the church and dealt with the issues that they were having at Corinth, he said this in his letter as he started his letter in chapter 1, starting at verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God, for it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to those who are saved For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Greeks and Jews, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men." The power of the gospel of Christ is that he conquered sin 
and he conquered death. That he rose from the grave as king of kings and lord of lords. When we as disciples of Christ, through our association with him, we share in his victory. Just as he died and rose in victory, so we who through baptism share in his death, we are dead to sin and to self, and we are raised to walk a new life in Christ. Before Christ, the victor, we serve sin and self. Before Christ, we lived life as victims. Now, let me digress just a second here and point out that for those who may question my authority to talk on this subject, let me just share with you that I have multiple advanced courses in psychology. I have a degree in social science. I've lived as a victim. I grew up in a dysfunctional home. So I understand what it means to be a victim as a child. And yet, in all of those things, we have authority through Christ not to have to serve self and not to have to serve the sin that comes with it. And yet there are many believers in the church today who choose to dwell in service to self and sin. They are trapped in what I call victimology. They have a victim mentality. They're powerless to cope with problems of life that come their way. They lack accountability on how it is that they deal with the circumstances of life. They tend to see problems as overwhelming or blown out of proportion for what they are. They think that everybody's against them and nobody is for them. They're ungrateful and they think that oftentimes people target them for mistreatment. Many suffer from anxiety uh, or, or even depression. They lack self-confidence in how they approach life. There are people in the church who live in this fashion day to day. And yet if you're a disciple of Christ, you might note that I do not use Christian here because I believe the term has been watered down. If you are a disciple of Christ, then you are called to a new life in Him. Just as I grew up in the dysfunctional family that I grew up in, just that I suffered the things that I did, just as the Apostle Paul claimed that he had certain rights 
because he was a Jew, I have the right to live in defeat. I have the right to be a victim because certainly I was brought up that I should be a victim. And yet, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I became a new creation. And because I became a new creation, my life is in Him, and the old life of self and sin is dead. And the key for the believer, for the disciple of Christ, is that we should not live as victims of this world or the circumstances of life. There's a process by which I went when I understood who Jesus Christ was. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we not be conformed to the ways of the world. You see, transformation takes place when we focus upon the living who is Jesus Christ and not the dead. Transformation takes place in our life when we look at these key factors of being a victim and recognize that, yes, before Christ, I was powerless. Yes, before Christ, I went through these, these difficulties of life. I was afraid of what would come around the corner. I was afraid of how to deal with the challenges that were there. I dwelt upon those things which caused me to operate in fear or have misunderstanding or think people were against me. And only, only as a child did I not have people reinforcing that. My parents constantly told me I would amount to nothing. I was the only child in my family. I was the only child that went to college put myself through college, because I got no help from nobody, put myself through college, graduated from college, and my parents couldn't even be bothered to come to my graduation. That's so sad. And I could dwell there. I could sing that wonderful lullaby that children sing. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll eat some worms. But I don't live there. I live in victory in Jesus Christ. Because you see, as a believer in Christ, as a disciple in Christ, I recognize that self is dead. And you know, each one of these aspects that I've described as a part of those that suffer as a victim, and choose to live there, each one of these aspects are a glorification of sin. Now I shared with you just briefly my, my uh, training. I've shared with you briefly my own experience. 
uh, I would share with you that I could be, I could be called the, uh, the Dr. Phil of ABF. Because see, my gifting is that I tell it like it is. And Dr. Phil, he allows people to live inside of their victimology, but he gives them tough love. And he tells them how they can overcome things. So he encourages them in that way. But they're still trapped in their victimology because it's dependent upon what they can muster within themselves in order to come, and able to overcome. This is the reason why I have issues with, for example, 12-step programs. Don't get me wrong. I understand what alcoholism is like. Been there. I Don't be saying Pastor Monty was an alcoholic. No, I'm not. But my father was. So I know what it's like to live with alcoholism. I know what it's like to live with drug dependency. I know what it's like to live with people that suffer through various forms of depression. I know what these things are like. But what the, the issue I have with the 12-step program is that it allows the individual to remain focused upon self. The first thing that you have to say when you're in one of these programs is, I am an alcoholic. I am addicted to pornography. I am this. I am that. But as a disciple of Christ, your focus is not to be on self and the sin that accompanies self. Your focus is to be upon who you are in Jesus Christ. And in Christ... We are none of those things, for we are called through him to choose to have power that is ours through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. The power of the resurrection is for you and I. The power of the resurrection is that sin and self are dead. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you've gone through a process where you recognize that you want to associate with Jesus Christ. And you repent of your sin. And after repenting of your sin, you are baptized. And when you are baptism, immersed in the water of baptism, you die to sin and you raise to Christ a new creation. So sin is dead now in your life. And you no longer associate with sin. You no longer associate with people who are sinful. Your association is now with Jesus Christ. And you are to put on an understanding of who he is. You are to saturate yourself in the word of God. You are to allow God's word to help you to be a victor as you live through the process of life. The Apostle Paul puts it in, as I said, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world. What transforms you is the ability for you now to choose how you're going to live. Before Jesus Christ, 
You couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help but gravitate towards self. You couldn't help but do things that were sinful. You loved to involve yourselves in things that were unpure. You loved to lay and wallow there. Scripture, scripture depicts those who God created and is seeking to lead as sheep. Now, I know most of you are city folk here. But I'm a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. When I was a child, we lived on a farm. So I know what farm animals are like. And I would know when Scripture says it's talking about sheep and calling us sheep, we are being told that we're stupid because sheep are just dumb. And when we reject that which is before us, that we could live in victory, and we live as those who are caught up in self and sin, we are acting like sheep. Worse, in some cases, we're acting like pigs because we just we live in a, and we wallow in that which is around us. This is one of the reasons why Scripture says that pork is unclean for the Jews. Now, I know, I know, some of you are going to go home tonight and you're going to have ham for dinner. It's okay because according to the vision that was given to Peter, Anything that you bless is no longer unclean because of Jesus Christ. So you enjoy your ham. I, I certainly do. You enjoy your ham with maybe some mashed potatoes, a vegetable, well-rounded meal. But know this, that you are to live as one who is victorious in Jesus Christ. Because not only now that you have a choice of how you're going to live, when you're confronted with those things where you could play the victim, not, nobody understands me. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. It's unfair how I'm being treated. I just want to stay here in my victimology and enjoy myself. You don't have to do that. That's a poor choice. Believers who do that, they have chosen poorly. We are called to walk in victory as those who are disciples of Christ because we have been transformed by the renewing of our mind. But we weren't left there. As new creations in Christ, the Holy Spirit has been given to us that we might go through a process of sanctification, that we might become as we are already because of the blood of Christ, a holy and a righteous people. The Holy Spirit is given to us as a witness to God's work in our lives. That's why he gives us the fruit of the Spirit. 
Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. All of these things are given to us as witness of God's work in our life. We are called to live as victors in Christ. This Resurrection Sunday, here's my question for you. Are you living a life of victory in Christ? Or are you living as if you're powerless, given over to self, trapped in defeat, because you can't get over things that you've gone through? Don't get me wrong. I understand what it means to live in those circumstances. I understand what it means to have those difficulties from a child. That's how I was brought up. But I don't, raise, I, don't, I, I don't blame my parents. You rarely hear me talk about these things unless it's in context. And the context is this. is that when I was 12 years old, God rescued me and pulled me out of there. And said, so I didn't have to live there any longer. Life has still been hard for me. First of all, people don't believe it. But there's a burden on being white and suffering from white privilege. There's a burden that's there. But I don't live there because I know that I am who I am through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. My value is given to me by God. We've had to deal with all kinds of things, Rose and I. I married cross-culturally. God gave that to me. That it opened my eyes to many things. We have a child that's disabled. Rose has had cancer. I've made a, uh, not a lot of money. I, I had to put myself through school. Nobody helped me with that. I'm poor. Now I'm retired. So I don't have to worry about being poor because I'm retired. But there's a lot of stress in life. And yet we live in victory because we've learned how to make poor choices. I don't dwell on how I was treated as a child. I don't dwell upon the fact that people told me I'd amount to nothing. I don't dwell on all those things that could pull me down. Instead, I live that Jesus Christ might be glorified. And am working through that process of sanctification. Now, learning how to choose is one of the most important aspects of how you can be victorious in your living. You have to choose to follow Jesus Christ. You have to choose to lead towards victory whether that which is calling you self in defeat. You have to say to self, you are dead. For me, that took place when I was 12. I have to say those, when I have those inclinations, and sometimes I do, when I feel unloved, when I feel like I'm being beat up on, I have those inclinations Oh, poor Pastor Monty. 
Nobody loves me. But then I don't like to eat worms. So I choose that I'm going to follow after Christ in victory and recognize that I don't have to be there. But then first and foremost, God loves me. And because God loves me, I know that those in his body will love me as well, as a brother. Where are you in this process? Are you still struggling with living for self? Are you having issues with focusing upon self? That's the biggest challenge believers face. Are you allowing your mind to be transformed by the gospel of Christ so that you might live as a victor in Christ to overcome those things that confront you? Do you recognize that you are a new creation in Christ and that you now have a choice? Before you didn't have a choice. But sin is dead. Sin that associates itself to self is dead. And you no longer have to live in that position. You now have a choice to follow Jesus Christ. The beauty is, even if you stumble, and we all do because we're human, we have that struggle that goes on, even if you stumble, the beauty is, is that because Christ rose from the dead, his blood covers your sin, you don't have to stay there. You can seek repentance and say, God, I slept. And move on to walk in victory, to overcome. Because Christ lives... I can face tomorrow. I know that in the future, I'm looking at death, as all people do. But the difference is, is for me, life is not going to end. For difference for you is that life is not going to end. Because death has been swallowed up. And because Christ lives, we live also. There are some of you that live as a victim because you don't like your family. Sorry. Do you know that God brought you into the family you were born into for a reason? And that you can be blessed even though the circumstances say you can't be? In Christ you can be blessed? God will bless you as a victor because your focus is on Him. There are some of you who don't like the way you look. You can't do anything about that. I know some women, they spend hours and hours in front of a mirror trying to improve upon things. Let it go. It's okay. God loves you as far as who you are. Men, there are some of you out there that are balding and you can't do anything about it. Don't buy a toupee. Embrace it. 
God loves you just as you are. Because you know what? You know, there's a point to this. In Christ, we're going to have what? A new heaven, a new earth. This body that you have right now that so weighs you down and is corrupted, it's going to be remade. You're going to be given a new spiritual body that you might be able to spend eternity with your Lord Jesus Christ. This is our journey. My question for you is, where are you in this journey? Have you gone through that process? Have you recognized your need for Christ and that you want to associate with Him? Have you repented of your sin? Have you been baptized and immersed that sin is now dead and you live a new person, a creation of God, alive to Jesus Christ? The next step is for you as you walk forward to recognize that you live in victory, allowing your mind to be transformed as you focus upon Jesus Christ and not upon the world and your circumstances, that you might walk in victory. Where are you in that process? I pray, I pray that you consider these words and that you live so that Christ might be glorified and rejoice that he has given you a choice that you might live as a victor rather than a victim.